Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. 02. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And uh, this is the thing about the Patriots. Uh, man, listen, to, tell you what, if you're going to listen to the uh, podcast this morning, you want to know that it is brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. Uh, all week long, we are going to be giving away tickets to see Iron Maiden at the DCU Center in Worcester. How badass does that sound? Keep listening for your chance to win. It's coming up a little bit later on today. We got all kinds of stuff coming up, but uh, it's going to be crummy. Periods of rain today, a high of 53. Tonight, partly cloudy skies and a low of 35. Tomorrow, not too bad. Mostly sunny and a high of 52. But 45 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I'm attorney John Haymond. As a motorcyclist, I find that fall riding is my absolute favorite. But remember, that's... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by uh, Aquapump. Expert in all water supply systems from the well to the house and into... From the well well to the pump pump and and into into the the house. house. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, no one told him life was going to be this way. That was my little friend's joke. Yeah, I understand. You like that? I get it. Uh, And I can't imagine... Could you be any funnier? Could you be any more waterlogged? Uh, I can't imagine you haven't heard this by now, but Matthew Perry died Saturday morning. He was only 54 years old. Details are a little sketchy, but here's what we know. He returned home from a two-hour round of pickleball and sent his assistant on an errand. When the uh, assistant returned two hours later, he found Matthew dead in a hot tub. 911 was called, but it was too late. It sounds like cardiac arrest and or a drowning was the causing of death. TMZ says no illegal drugs were found on the scene and there were no signs of foul play. But the police uh, did find several prescription drugs, antidepressants, anti-anxiety uh, meds, and a COPD drug, which he may have needed due to his history of smoking. Matthew was just as famous as for his drug and alcohol issues as he was for playing Chandler on Friends. He even opened in his memoir, which he titled Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing Like This, Hi, my name is Matthew. Although you may know me by another name, my friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. Do you think it could have been the pickleball? Could have been. I know a lot of dudes who get pretty messed up playing pickleball. Well, you know, even it, in their fifties. He he led a very sad life. Like he 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 fought those addictions for years, and uh, not I always remember, well. I remember that time he was on Bill Maher talking about years ago. When he was in the prime of his uh, prescription drug use, right, that he would make appointments to go to open houses of people living in his area 
and steal, steal, the prescri- steal the prescription drugs out of the bathroom. And he said, you know, who's going to think that Chandler from Friends stole your Oxycontin from your medicine cabinet? Like, it just wasn't, nobody ever accused him of doing it. Location, 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 Steve. I guess so. Uh, in addition to Friends, Matthew appeared in several hit movies, including Fool's Rush In, The Whole Nine Yards. He also starred with uh, Thomas Lennon on a short-lived revival of The Odd Couple. His last credit was in 2017 for the miniseries the Kennedys after Camelot. As of last night, none of the other five main Friends cast members have commented on his death. You know, um, not for nothing, and I mean this without a total respect for the guy, but you know, when that show was on, yeah, I always thought, you know what? He's the kind of actor that could be like what Tom Hanks was on Bosom Buddies. It's like, he's in a show, he's doing well, but you never had to have any idea how good of an actor he is. I actually thought he could have uh, done a whole lot better. Yeah, he actually He's probably... actually a very good actor. And I came on that show, as far as the three guys, I thought, there's something with that guy He was good. He was in a show before Friends came on. It was a very short-lived sitcom, and it was about a guy who was, like, in his 60s or 50s that got into a car accident, died, goes to heaven, and then comes back to his 17-year-old self, which is Matthew Perry, to walk him through life and try not to make bad decisions. It was uh, one hell of a uh, 90s sitcom. How do you pitch that one? I don't know, but that was right before... That was one, because I remember watching an interview about him. He had to get out of that contract in order to start Friends. Hmm. And I can't remember. And the, the, the guy... Who was the, uh, St. Peter played, he was, oh, I wish I could remember that guy's name now. He, was, he had white hair and a white mustache, and he talked like this all the time. That like, guy? And I can't remember what other movies he was in, but he was in, like, a bunch of other things. Yeah, you got me. I have no idea. Well, well, maybe I'll find it. But, but if, you know, uh, what's his name? What's Ross? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that was quick. After beating Buffalo last week, Patriots fans got to enjoy a brief glimmer of optimism, enthusiastic joy, and happiness. Then yesterday came. And after watching the Patriots get spanked by the Miami Dolphins yesterday, 31-17, I could not help but find myself returning to the same bottomless well of doubts and concerns. For nearly seven full days, I didn't ask whether Mac Jones should be benched or traded by tomorrow's trading deadline. I didn't ask about Bill Belichick getting canned. I didn't even ask myself about the mounting pile of inconvenient injuries plaguing the Patriots this season. I didn't have to. Today, however, those doubts aren't just back in action. They are bulldozing their way through my thinly formed attempts of shielding myself with denial, believing for a hot second that this uh, this season could potentially be saved. That's where things get kind of sticky because now they not only remain in last place in the division, they're also tied with the Giants and Chicago Bears for the second worst record in all of football. Suddenly, all that optimism from week seven has been obliterated by the realities of week eight. Now, because of my refusal to completely break free of my naturally deep supply of idealism, here's a couple of bright spots with a silver lining. Next Sunday, they're hosting the Washington Commanders of a record of three wins and five losses. At the moment, the Patriots appear to be favored by two and a half points, depending on who you go to. And if the season were to end right now, which it is not, the Patriots would have the number four pick in the draft. See, it's not all bad news. 
Sure, the Patriots blew the whole game up in the fourth quarter, and yes, the officiating was god-awful, but it could have been worse. And until the worst-case scenario starts catching up to reality, I'll be choosing to consume myself with blind optimism until it happens. It's far less upsetting that way, and you should try it. It works for me nearly every single time. But hey, enough of my yappings. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Ego Battery Power Leaf Blower, now $2.99 at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the Rockies website. You can look at the Rockies app or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 713 Ario Speedwagon at Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, here's something that's uh, pretty interesting. You ever get the uh, the sense from people in this area that the number one crime in Springfield is either get to sh- is, is to either get shot or stabbed? Get shots? No, no. To Everybody, be, to- shot, 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 shot. Yeah. No, not to get shots, but to be shot. Yeah. Or like, to or to be stabbed. I think that's a fear that some people might have. It is an unwarranted fear. Did you know that? It is. Uh, gun violence did claim 14 lives in Springfield and four people in Chicopee last year, but officials say violent crime was down overall in 2022. Right. I mean, we've picked up a little bit in 2023. I mean, don't get me wrong. We haven't uh, totally given up on those crimes, but apparently violent crime across the country has decreased by 1.7% last year and violent crime between 2010 and now, this is according to Ryan Walsh, the public information officer from the Springfield police department. That's dropped 20 to 25 percent in the last 13 years or so. But as you always have a drop in one number, you always have a rise in another number. Yeah. Guess what the number one crime here is in Springfield? Mm, uh, I don't know. uh, Leaving your keys in the car. Ooh, you're so close. Yeah. No, you're so close, though. Where you're going in for your grinders (laughs) after you're a pint of old granddad in. Yeah. And then you berate two Utes by spouting off racist slogans. <laughs> right, I, no, right. that's not it. That's not it at all. Well, they did commit a crime. The uh the top crime in, in Springfield and in Chickpea, uh car break ins. Car oh, yeah. theft. Yeah. That's uh that's the big one. Uh the Springfield Police Department believes that the increase is due to the viral Hyundai Kia theft trend that's been yeah. all the rage on TikTok, showing people how to steal vehicles without a uh, a push to start ignition. It's really quite simple, actually. But you know what? Uh, while that uh, has been a, a trend on TikTok, I think anyone who is stealing either a Hyundai or a Kia, I think they can all attest to the reliability and to the uh, to the fuel efficiency of both of those cars. Oh, yeah. They're very, uh, very uh, wanted vehicles as far as economic reasons go. Oh, absolutely. Listen, they get, you know, just just based on fuel economy alone, those those are well, cars worth taking. Those are those are nice cars. Uh, I know somebody who's got uh, one of them, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Hyundai Palisades? Okay. My, my sister-in-law's got one, and I borrowed the car the one day, right, Yeah. to drive it. It's got this... Uh, it's like a speedometer on the windshield. Did you ever see this? Remember, it's um, freaky. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, Carla Gazenzi let us uh, drive a couple of Genesises around? Yeah, 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 yeah. That had it. It was almost like a hologram image yeah. of of the speedometer. It's weird. Totally weird. Because I'm like, oh my god, a speedometer just jumped out in front of me. 
<laughs> oh my God, it's it's just floating in midair. Well, how's it how's it going there? But uh, yeah, I can see how these cars are wanted. Yeah, they're really uh, they're nice cars, and they're. I mean, I got a I got a, a new truck, and I'm just learning new things about it now. Yeah, that I didn't realize when I bought it. Like for example, I'm driving the the car the other day. Something happens. I'm like, what the hell is that? I got a blind spot indicator. Oh, which I think is a great idea. So if someone's like, say you're driving on the highway and uh, someone's up coming up from behind you because you're going too slow on the highway, which I always do. I try to go at least ten miles under the yeah. speed limit just to be safe. Uh, but if a car comes up behind you and uh, you can't see it in the rearview mirror, it starts with the blind spot. There's a little in- indicator right Ooh. by the mirror. It lights up to alert you. Yeah. Someone's in your blind spot. Wow. That's I'm pretty like, fancy. I'm like, holy smokes, that's an unbelievable feature to this brand new vehicle. And my wife said, you haven't noticed that already? I said, nope. Took me a week and a half to notice that this was going on in my in my brand new car. The the one thing I, I did like about the Ford, and this is the only thing I liked about the Ford, was the, uh, was the adaptive cruise control, where you could be driving on the highway, mm-hmm. and then you... You set the cruise control for you know uh, ninety five miles an hour, right? Sure. And uh, but if somebody cuts in front of you and slows down to sixty five, who's driving like that? I don't know. But the car would adapt to whatever the speed is, so it would actually uh, it would either slow yeah. slow down and it would apply the brake if it had to too. It knew that another car was in front of you and it would uh, it would apply the brakes or it would shift and slow down. Uh, in order to keep up with that car, yeah. and that was that was kind of cool. Now I was hoping for um, you know, with car thefts being what they are, I was hoping that what this car would come with as a as a feature, and it did not. But I think I'm going to write to uh, write to the manufacturer of the car and see if they can add this. If anyone is trying to break into your car, yeah, okay, uh, you fill them with about nine million volts of uh, electricity and and uh, uh, zap them. So that they think, you know what? Maybe this isn't the car that I should be uh, oh, thinking that, with. Wasn't that uh, RoboCop? Wasn't that? Yeah, that's kind of where I got a it from. Flamethrower or something? Uh, or was it a flamethrower or was it an electric? I think it was an electric shock. I think it was an electric shock. If I'm remembering this correctly, and and at that point, you know, you don't mess with the RoboCop's vehicle, right? You know, you just like, hey, okay, for, I'll. Dead or alive, I'll, you're coming with me. I'll find yeah. some other car to pull that catalytic converter out of. Mm-hmm. Not this one, because I don't want to get shocked twice. Right. That would be a great feature on a car. That would be a great feature on a car. To, and in to fact, be, to to just have all the like like you're at the green mile. You call the car the green mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You know, Springfield's talking about uh, you know uh, your car thefts going up. Chickabee's talking about the same thing. What better way is there than to fill a would-be thief, car thief, with a couple of. Uh, very painful bolts of bolts of energy coursing through their rippling body. I think that would work. I that would stop them. Yeah, that'll knock it off. Yeah, yeah. I had my car uh, broken into in Springfield years ago. Yeah, I lived. Uh, I lived uh, again. I told you. I always say this. I can never remember the name of the street that I lived on, but I always remembered that uh, Crown Street was the next one over because that's where all the all the activity happened right you know, with the uh, police raids and everything like that. This is like the Orange Crown area, Orange Street, yeah, Orange yeah. Street area. 
And, uh, Which is th- unusual that crime would happen there. Well, the funny thing is the street that I lived on, all the neighbors kind of like got along and looked out for each other, but it was just something about that threshold of that one street behind us that, mm-hmm. you know, the kids are shooting BB guns out the windows. There was drug raids on a weekly basis. It was, uh, it was quite the activity going sure. on in that neighborhood. But uh, one guy had broken into the car and he... Um, it was like it's pocket change. It was it was like it was nothing, you know. And then uh, a stereo, the cheap Polk audio stereo that I had. Right. You know, this is going back like twenty years ago. And uh, like he stole that. Like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, what are you gonna sell that for five bucks somewhere? I bought it for thirty dollars, I think, at yeah, uh, Kmart. I, I don't really understand that. My, I, I had a, a house on Dickinson Street. <laughs> Street. <laughs> Street. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in Forest Park. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, my car got broken into, and I thought, what a bunch of freaking amateurs, because yeah. they stole the factory and st- the only thing they took. Was the factory installed yeah. y- your stereo? It wasn't even a good one. In fact, it was it was lousy. Which you know, but I never went and got a but after, aftermarket uh, thing. Yeah. Well, because because that, that would have been a waste. What, and was it a good car? Like it was it was it a decent named car? Yeah, I mean it was it wasn't a bad car, but it was like. No, but I mean, was it something that like everybody was looking for these stereos, or no. was it just like I'm going to get five bucks for this at the uh, at at the swap? Meet? My my recollection was yeah. this was the lowest priced model of a Toyota Corolla yeah. that okay. Toyota yeah, would sell. Yeah, and it was the factory installed. Uh, this is like a, a 1990 Corolla. Yeah, and listen, it was a reliable vehicle with good mileage, but the stereo was straight up trash. Junk. That guy, while he smashed out my window and yeah. stole my crappy little radio, in a way did me a favor. Yeah. But the inconvenience of it all, the, 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 the shock, the, uh, the, uh, the, the violation. Yeah. That was the tough part to get over. All right. So this guy breaks into mine and then leaves his ID in the console again. Like it felt it must. It was Amateur. cold out, so he probably had a big winter coat on, yep. and it fell out of his pocket while he was trying to uh, get the couple of bucks that I had in the center console there for him. But he takes the stereo, leaves the license, and then, like, you know, people don't really understand how the criminal justice system works. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I think because I was so young at the time, I'm, like, calling the cops thinking, hey, they're going to go over and, like, get this guy because I got his license. No. Nah, nah. No. Matter of fact, they were so busy that night, they're like, well, you can always come down here to the station and fill out a report. And then finally, after negotiating with them, somebody finally shows up. But again, like to like that's not a violent crime. They're not. They're, cops don't just go after people with, with for a petty theft like that. That's right. really what it comes down to. So what they wound up doing was filing a criminal complaint against the guy. And then they told me that here's the court date coming up. You know, two months from now. And then the guy never showed up to the court date. So he now has a warrant out for his arrest. You know, it was one of those. It's all complicated. Complicated and and ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't even know why we started this conversation. I don't even know why, other than to say that car thefts are like the number one crime in Springfield and Chicopee. Yeah, yeah. And they they keep going up and up. And we're worried about people stabbing each other. Please, worry about the car crime first. Yeah, now I'm a little worried about parking my car anywhere down there. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I'm taking Uber downtown everywhere I go. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic. 
It's uh, 725 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's much better at it than I am. Uh, Thursday, this coming Thursday, it's Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night at the Armory at MGM Springfield, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aquapump. It's an evening of nonstop side-splitting hilarity, all to benefit the open pantry of the Mayflower Marathon. Our headliner, Marty Caproni, along with our special guest, Brian Plum and Kitty Arroyo, and us, who will be uh, serving as hosts for the evening. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. There are less than 70 tickets remaining, so buy yours now before they sell out. It's the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night. Again, brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Aqua Pump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm looking forward to that. Are you got your five minutes down? I'm working on something. You're working on something? Yeah, I probably have like three and a half good minutes. Yeah. And then a lot of fluff. All like right. I, like I'm doing like a like a jokes about airline food, uh, cats and dogs, right. and uh, parents. Have you seen these things? Parents? I don't know. It's I'm still working on the uh, the. I'm still working on the, uh, well, the nuts and do, bolts. Do you want Marty and I to give you two minutes worth of jokes? You write three, and we'll write you the other two. I don't. Uh, I, I, that's totally up to you. I mean, I'll take. So you uh, do your three. We'll, we'll have a little uh, crowd applause. Uh-huh. Bax's three minutes versus Marty and Steve's two, performed all by you. Well, I mean, if, if you feel like uh, I could use the help, uh, I you know I won't uh, sniff at uh, say two or three jokes uh, by you. I think that would be uh, that would be fine. But you know, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm figuring it out. Right. Yeah, I'm pacing, right. writing, rewriting, editing, right. redrafting. Right. I'm doing all those things. We're on to something here. All I right. think we're on. All right. Have we, uh, we need to kind of talk uh, more specifics about uh, about that night. Are we having that one guy maybe introduce the whole thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to do that. So would he be then like introducing me and then I introduce you or I bring him back and he introduces you? Or, or? maybe he introduces both of us. We got to figure out the lineup. Yeah, how that's, that's going. that's going to say who it is or we want to be a surprise. Well, I mean, you're only a couple of days out. I mean, yeah. you might as well say it. Yeah, it's Barry Krieger. He's yeah, gonna, Barry, 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 Mr. Yeah. Barry Krieger. Barry Krieger. Legendary Barry Krieger. I made him some chili yesterday. I'm going to bring it to him. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of you to do. Oh, he, he enjoys a good, he enjoys a good home cooked meal. I actually made chili yesterday, and I was very proud of myself that it came out banging. Really? It was banging chili. Really? Yeah. And the kids ate it? The, ki- the, kid- the kids don't like beans, but they ate it anyway. What kind of beans? Kidney beans. Kidney beans. Yeah. Ah, Not interesting. bad. All right. I didn't, I didn't overload it with the beans. <clears throat> I only used one can of beans versus the two that the recipe called for. Well, yeah. listen, it sounds uh, delicious. I don't see any... <clears throat> chili here but that's uh listen that's uh neither here nor there well, because you uh you're you're uh, your own uh person you have people at home that well, you barry's can, his own person that you can take turns cooking back and forth barry and i don't have that we support each other by cooking uh, each other food he well, makes me nice. kale soup and i give him whatever i'm cooking for the week well, that's fair yeah and egg salad like including the one that he was trying to give to me that you ate he makes a kale soup that is just out of this world. Oh, no. He, he's have you a, had it before? I have. It's good. Yeah, kale with the little carrots and then the white kidney beans mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the sausage. The garbanzo. You know what the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea is, right? No, Steve. What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. It's uh, 729. She's due in six months. I've got a buddy. I got a buddy. <laughs> It's 729 Iraq 102. Here's your Western. It's 
right, 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. That snuck up on me. That's not going to be good for business. That's not going to be good for anybody. Uh, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, family members of Robert Card II, the man suspected in Wednesday's mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine, made some of the first calls to authorities identifying him as the perpetrator of the attack. Uh, Card was found dead Friday of self-inflicted gunshot wound, bringing an end to an extensive manhunt two days after officials said he slaughtered 18 people at two Lewiston uh, businesses. Uh, the family has been inc- incredibly cooperative with us, said Maine uh, Department of Public Safety Commissioner Michael Shoshuk. Uh, said at a news conference on Saturday, officials released security camera images of the suspected gunman soon after his attacks in the just-in-time recreation in Schmingi's Bar and Grill on Wednesday evening. Since then, authorities have fielded hundreds of tips related to the shooting investigation. Truth be told, I think the first three people that called us to positively identify the individual based on the photos were his family members. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the suspect's family has also received death threats in recent days and questions about what they knew about their relatives' intentions, but he said uh, their help in the investigation should be noted. Listen, the guy had was going, he had gone for mental health help. You know, for all the people who yeah. say, oh, my God, we don't, have, we don't do enough for uh, mental people who are mentally ill, well, here's the guy went, and he still had these thoughts and still carried them out. Well... Isn't isn't it still true that the maximum you can hold somebody is like seventy two hours? Yeah, I don't know the extent of his treatment. Either, I, I don't. So I, don't I don't know, know either. And, and uh... it, it's none of our business at at this point. But it's like, yeah, I mean, the guy was trying to get help. It doesn't mean that he got all the help he needed. It didn't mean that you know he wasn't still a danger to himself and to other people. Right. I mean, you have to understand that it's not just. You know, like flicking a light switch, and all of a sudden the guy stops having mental issue, mental issues. You know, this it's a process for everybody who has any form of mental illness, and and, and it's it's a shame that it comes down to this. But I mean, it was known for quite a while this guy was a little, a little dangerous. I don't understand people though. Like, as much as you might be mad at somebody, and maybe you think that they didn't do enough, who's got the Who's got the balls to call somebody and th- and then threaten them? If you think somebody is violent. No, but I'm talking about the family of this guy. Even still, if you think a family yeah. member is, is potentially violent or, or could harm people. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to, you know, while they have, you know, technically they would have the right to have that hard conversation with him. Yeah. A lot of them maybe just too damn afraid because... Well, They're afraid that, that, of what this guy that, might do. But that's what I mean as the person who's criticizing the family for not doing enough. You get the balls to call somebody and then tell them that they're going to die too? Like, come on. Yeah, that's it. It's just whatever. It's, you know, people love to oversimplify very yeah. complicated situations. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot more to this than, than people realize, I think. Springfield police officers lined up along the sidewalk at Central High School on Roosevelt Avenue Sunday morning to take an, uh, to take unneeded or outdated prescription drugs from residents for proper disposal. Officers accepted both prescription and over-the-counter drugs from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Officers accepted the drugs in most cases from open windows or briefly stopped cars. Ooh, that's kind of cool. You can pretend you're a drug dealer. Yeah. Selling it to the cops. 
No, under normal circumstances, yeah. when this is not one of them drug buyback uh, programs, yeah. that would be illegal. But because you've got a sign and you're giving somebody a dollar or whatever the hell the prize is, a yeah. free T-shirt, uh, a koozie, yeah. uh, like a, one, of them, uh, one of them stress balls, yeah, 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 yeah. then it's okay. There were no formalities and no questions were asked. Drug Tape Back Day was started by the FDA and its Division Control Division, Diversion Control Division as a crucial public safety at and public health prevention mechanism. Yeah. I would like to be the division control division. I said <laughs> I said it wrong the first time. Yeah. It's diversion, but division control division sounds better. See, I find division to be very hard. Uh, to take, uh, Me too. Long division especially. You, know, you have to carry the numbers over oh, to that little is. bracket over and, there. Yeah, the new math didn't help. Yeah, no. God, well, just, what is it? What is it? Uh, MCAS math? Uh, yeah, what is it, it called? It's, uh, it's still core, common core? Right, common core. I, I find that even more confusing. Uh, anyway, uh, to take uh, unneeded but dangerous drugs out of the potential pipeline to addicts or accidental poisoning of children. These are a really good idea, and I'll tell you why. You know, because most people are like, wow, it's not, you're not stopping any criminals. Yeah, actually you are, because if somebody breaks into a house and you have all this old medication lying around, Mm -hmm. you might not be an Oxycontin type of person, and you were prescribed it for something, but you left it in your cabinet, then uh, some guy breaks into your house, sees it, and then says, oh, I can come back here again. I mean, opioids are one thing, but if you have like a family member die, and they've got all of this medication... You know, you you don't you can't just throw it in the trash. No, you can't just get you know something like this makes sense. You can get rid of stuff that's expired, stuff that's no longer being used, stuff from you know family members well, that that have passed. It's good to get rid of it the right way. You know, uh, most of my drug disposal uh, knowledge has come from movies where people shove it down the toilet. Yeah, but you can't do that because it's got it's. It's chemicals in there that could poison the water system. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You've got to take it. So, like, once a year I'll go down and, you know, if I have anything left over, and it's usually, like, something, you know, like amoxicillin or something like that. But you right. can't – and the reason why you can't just – you can't just throw it in the trash, and you shouldn't dump it down the drain. That's probably not a good idea. When I cleaned out my mother's house – now, mind you, my dad was dead since 2003, Right. Right. Uh, my mother was still alive at this point, but she wasn't able to live in her home anymore. So I had to go, you know, clean out a lot of the stuff in the house. And uh, she had medication from 1994. Jesus. That was my dad's. Now, my dad died in 2003. She had moved. Yeah. So in that process, she never even got rid of it then. She just moved it along with everything else. She moved it along with everything else. And there was like all these old prescription bottles and it was uh, Coumadin, you know, the blood thinner yep. medication. Yep. And there was uh, some of those nitrous things because he had heart issues. So then like if he needed one of them nitrous things yep. or something to get your heart going again and uh, all kinds of this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could throw this away, but. Wouldn't it be fun to make a candy bowl out of this and just start <laughs> popping pills and see what happens? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, what could happen? Oh, These the pills kid, are 30 years old. Well, I'm by myself. The kids aren't with me. Uh, I could have a hell of a party Look, here. Mom, those after dinner bits that have been sitting on the on the on the yeah. on the on the Davenport for yeah. for weeks at a time are every bit as toxic as these things are. And then they find me out on the lanai. <laughs> Passed out, passed drooling. out, drooling, uh, all kinds of brain damage and everything like that. But it, but it was a hell of a high, dude. Good buzz. Yeah.
but it's really a good idea to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even know, like, that was the other thing. I called the police department down there because every police department has at least knows someplace you can bring that stuff to. Right. And I and I thought it was like I'm bringing the bottles with the names on it, and the officer says, no, 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 you just put them all in a bag and then bring them down here, and there's this receptacle in the lobby that we have that you can throw it in the receptacle. Yeah. It just felt kind of weird that I was bringing, like, like a bag full of drugs. You know, and it was I, a I, lot of them in there, too. I did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, back when I was living in, in East Lawmeadow. I think East, East Lawmeadow was doing it. And I had had... I had a knee surgery. No, I, no, I took it back. I had, had the the, uh, the bunion surgery, and I had a bunch of oxys and Vicodin. Have I told you about my bunions? <laughs> no. So I'm sitting there, uh, you know, washing my little piggies, and the, my cold cuts keep falling into my foot bath. Th- that's disgusting. Uh, I, I bought these bunion <laughs> stories off of Newman for eight bucks. Eight bucks? I think I got ripped off. Um, anyway, anyway uh, I but but I had all this Vicodin and and, uh, and Oxy, which I didn't bother to take because frankly I didn't like I didn't like them. Yeah. And uh, and it was just good to get them out of the house, knowing that at that point, yeah, yeah people yeah. were breaking into homes to steal these things. Right. So you know, now we don't have any of that in the house now, but you know, but back in the day, I had a whole stack of them. Well, if you break into my house now, you'll find some expired uh, Anison. 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 <laughs> Does anybody use Anison anymore? I, I don't. I don't know why they started using Anison. I have expired Tylenol from like months ago, but I was told that this stuff's good for like two years after that. You're yeah. fine. I, they just put that on there to make sure that it's a CYA move. Yeah, I'm Cover sure. I'm assets, sure it's. Right? I'm sure that's true, but but not all those medications hold their their strength forever. No. Yeah, like you have a you know pills from your dad from 20 30 years ago yeah my guess is they won't be that effective if you start taking them now you know what uh, he didn't really i mean that guy could have gotten really high with all the drinking he did yeah you take a couple of coumadin and uh, a couple of bud heavies and uh, you got yourself a night there friend don't they come sometimes tell you that uh, you should not mix these pills with alcohol well maybe that's why he had so many left over because his blood was already thin enough <laughs> from the bud heavies and the Jim Beam that, <laughs> right. you know, he didn't need that. Yeah, well, he probably saved a, money, a lot of money on the booze, too, at that point. Springfield officials joined together on Sunday for a special Halloween trunk-or-treat event. According to the uh, city of Springfield, Mayor Dom Dom joined uh, Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi, the Springfield Elk Lodge of Elks uh, Number 61, the Springfield Police and Fire Departments, Springfield Together, Strong Young Minds, and others for the trunk-or-treat event at the lodge on Tiffany Street yesterday. The trunk or treating event involved communities coming together in a safe location, like a school parking lot, filling their trunks, uh, cars' trunk with Halloween candy, and letting their kids uh, trick or treat from one car to the next. All right, kids, welcome to the trunk or treat. This is the only <laughs> time we're going to let strangers serve candy from you out of the trunks of their cars. <laughs> now we just wrapped up the drug ba- uh, take back prescription day, so there should be some real goodies in there for you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? I don't have to go trick or treating. Every yeah. day with me is a treat. Uh, who wants Aunt Betty's Ozempic? She just died two weeks ago. I had all this Ozempic. That's the real treat right there. You know how expensive that stuff is right now? Oh, it'll run Everybody you. wants that now. <laughs> uh, the trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. There is something weird about 
doing that. Yeah, but I mean, it's all participating families. It's it's not usually all participating, you know. Well, you know, you know, class three sex offenders who are I, doing it. I mean, now, now they're sanctioned by, like you said, they're sanctioned by a lot of like official people yeah. and official capacity. The first time I ever heard about this was about ten years ago, and it was out of oh, we're at the the Palmer. Uh, they're they're holding a trunk or treat out in Palmer, and I'm like, man, they're just making it easy for these guys. <laughs> Like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, and then they have, you know, they have like a whole event about it. You know, it's not, it's they have face painting. They even have a barber there. Yeah. They call it groomers and uh, and treaters. <laughs> Are these guys wearing masks? No, no they're not. No. That's no. how they look. No, but they might look famous because they were on a poster. <laughs> Looking straight forward and to the left. Yes. Uh, and they're all nicknamed Level 3 for some reason. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 52. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 50. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Are you ready to reduce your home's heating and hot water energy? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, are you ready to kick a little ass? Uh, maybe. I mean, really kick some ass. Yeah, I'm really to kick some ass. Are you saying you want to kick some ass, or are you just saying you want to kick some ass? I'm really just saying I want to kick some ass because I don't want to. Oh, what? Let me tell you something, Steve. Yeah? Let me tell you this. Iron Maiden. Is coming to the DCU Center in Worcester on November 6th. Shut the front door, Max! Now, uh, because they are coming, I'm going to spend all 13 minutes and 38 seconds of playing Rhyme with the Ancient Mariner. And then oh, we'll give the ass. tickets away. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, so actually we do have tickets. Uh, and get a load of this. They would be free if you were the 10th caller at 293-1021. But in the meantime, while we wait for that... Iron Maiden, man. Iron freaking Maiden. Uh, it's it's revamped now. They got a, they got a new uh, record company from from China. They're calling it Made in China. Get it? That's great. That's awesome, man. Uh, anyway, it's nice, relaxing music. And uh, again, there's still another uh, 14 minutes left in the song. So, uh, yeah. That would be a, a great show look in at Worcester. The, look at the oh, yeah. phones Listen, like people, blowing up. People love uh, love Maiden. They love it. Celebrity hotline with the Iron Maiden. You know, I got a buddy. I got a buddy, too. Loves Iron Maiden. She's a maiden. Fair and plump. <laughs> Getting plumper all the time. Ah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there you go. Oh, well, there you go. We're, Iron uh, Maiden. And now we're uh, at 7.52, and then we got like three minutes to kill before we go. Why Why don't we do this towards the end of the break? Versus well, I mean, people can, can wait. But I mean, we don't have a producer here. We don't have somebody to answer the call. Yeah, I so know. So why can't, why don't we, why do we do that? Why don't we just, you know, wait until the end of the break? Now these people are going to be calling. Well, I was kind of waiting for us to kick a little ass a little bit for a little bit longer period of time. Yeah, like You know a, what? Hang like up for, now. And then call back when I'm ready to t- when I'm ready to start taking calls. In the meantime, yeah, here's two minutes to midnight. All right, there we go. I saw these guys up. The- 
Syracuse one time at the War Memorial. Bruce Dickinson helped deliver a baby that night. Yes, he did. Because he's a PhD. I got an obstetrician friend. <laughs> he's got these duck bills that he does voices with. Quack, 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 quack. Anyhow. Anyhow. Anyway, that's probably about as much uh, Iron Maiden as you're going to hear this morning. But we're giving away tickets all week long. And uh, we will give them away in a smarter fashion next time. You're, you're, we're doing well enough where we don't need to have all these inside jokes, but it's so fun. Oh, it's, it's so just much so fun. fun. So fun. It, it is. It is fun. All right, 293-1021. That's the number to win those Iron Maiden tickets. Good go. luck on Rock Auto 2. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the game of hockey is a viciously violent game in which dudes are getting mashed up, hacked with sticks, getting their teeth blown out at every possible turn. It's a violent game, and 99.99% of the time, that's part of the game that we love. Thankfully, the human body is resilient and self-healing. Of course, not all the time, and that's when things get bad. For example, over the weekend, the Bruins announced they placed Milan Lucic on a long-term injured reserve list after taking a puck to the ankle. Now, I'm sure you can imagine how painful that must be to think a three-inch piece of vulcanized rubber traveling at nearly 100 miles an hour to the ankle. That's got to hurt. But the chances of Lucic coming back from that injury are reasonably high. And while I would cry like a little schoolgirl with that sort of injury, I would be happy to take on that sort of painful boo-boo than the one that happened to former Pittsburgh Penguins forward Adam Johnson over the weekend. Johnson died this weekend after accidentally being slashed in the throat by another player's skate during a game in England. Johnson would spend plenty of time in the AHL and Wilkes-Barre Scranton was only 29 years old and wisely the elite ice hockey league ended the game immediately sending 8,000 fans home after what is being described as a freak accident. Now, suddenly taking a puck to the ankle doesn't seem all that awful, does it? Listen, I know hockey fans typically enjoy the violence, the the fighting, the smashing of bodies that the game provides. But in tragic situations like this, it's a totally different situation. Sometimes we tend to forget that athletes, regardless of what level they're playing at, are occasionally susceptible to really bad things happening. And while it's easy to say that the violent nature of hockey itself is possibly to blame, you do have to consider that sometimes accidents just happen. And while that might not be a satisfactory opinion when it comes to something like that, it happens to be true. So when your kids are playing sports, forget about focusing purely on wins and losses or how much playing time your kid is getting. Might be better just to show your gratitude when no one gets hurt. Because to me, that's actually a little bit more important. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Keith is a man of steel. Keith of the Islam and our Rockies is a steel trained expert. Steel chainsaws or any steel power equipment. Keith knows his stuff. Good people, steel people. Like Keith and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. 807 and Hart with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, I, haven't, uh, I can't remember the last time that I actually went to an NBA game. But first of all, 
we're not giving Iron Maiden tickets away anymore. You can stop calling him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we those, already gave those away. Yeah, that we gave those tickets away almost yeah. 12 minutes ago. And that and guy was super excited. Super excited. People are going to find this hard to imagine. As bad as I am with numbers, yeah. I can take the 10th caller pretty quick. Yeah. So it's if I haven't done it in 15 minutes, it's a pretty good chance we've yeah. already got the winner. Or and, we forgot completely about it, which we've done before. Oh, no, we've yeah. done that. But uh, even, uh, even after saying we'll take the 10th caller, we just forget to start taking it. I'm sorry to interrupt you because I know we were starting a topic, but now yeah. that you brought it up, I remember years ago we did the classic rock lyric quiz, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys had done the whole contest, and that thing was long. Oh because my God, you used yeah. to sing the entire song in its length. That you know, you're talking about like a 20 minute bit just for a contest. Well, listen, if you're going to be indulgent, you, the best way to do it right. is to be self indulgent. Right. So then I get caught up with something. I'm supposed to take the winner information, and then like a half an hour goes by, <laughs> and I look over at the phone, and I go, "Is that guy still on the line?" <laughs> and he was. And he was. And I picked it up. I'm like, "Hello," and he's like. Yeah, I'm here to give my information for the <laughs> old Deerfield Craft Fair tickets. And I'm like, you held on the line for old Deerfield Craft Fair tickets? I mean, it's a great event. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right, but but, it, but it's mean, but it's not like you know, it's yeah. not like Iron Maiden tickets or something. No, but I would I would have hung up and at least called the office and said, uh, hey, uh, that that uh, dingnagel down there didn't give me the give me the old Deerfield Craft Fair tickets. Listen, yeah. don't have real high expectations here. No. You know, you're yeah. dealing with two morons with no producer, and that's basically what it boils yeah, down to. It comes, but, but, but we get along. We, yes. We get along. Yes, we do. We? Yeah. Indeed. And even though we have a buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so I haven't been to an NBA game in I don't know how long. It's probably been a good 20 years. I've never been to one. I've always wanted to go. Really? I had I, a chance to go on uh, Christmas about five or six years ago. Uh, for It was a Christmas Day game for the Celtics. Yeah. And uh, they were great seats. They were because like, I had won them in, an, in like a like a party thing, and I wound up giving them to my friends because I, I had a family thing going on. But I think the last time this shows you how long it's been since I've I've been to a, a Celtics game. The last time I was there, I think it was at the old uh, at at the old stadium. Uh, the TD Garden? The, no, before the, the old Boston Garden, like oh. the old smelly, oh, stinky, yeah. disgusting Boston Garden. Oh yeah, this was the new, uh, the new one. Yeah, yeah, no, this this goes back. Get a load of this. So mm-hmm. the, the 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 NBA season has just started, and according to research done by Bookies.com, the most expensive beer price in the NBA happens to be with the Boston Celtics. Oh. The most expensive beer. In the entire National Basketball Association. At a price of? For a 16-ounce beer. You ready for this? Uh-huh. This is going to blow you away. For a 16-ounce beer, the Boston Celtics will charge you $19.87. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? <laughs> how, how thirsty can a man be that we would be willing to say, yeah, that seems like a reasonable price to pay for a 16-ounce beer. But what do you think the threshold is for people to not buy it anymore? You're always going to have a certain percentage of people going, well, I'm not doing that. And I th- and honestly, I think it's a bad move on the part of the venue. 
because now you're encouraging people to smuggle alcohol in there. And and any good functional alcoholic will do just that. And and it's true. Like yeah. there's ways to hide things. The security isn't that great at those games. If you know what you're doing, you can get in with plastic bottles taped somewhere on your body. They're not shaking how many fans fit in the Boston Garden? 20, 30,000 or whatever. Like that, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're not going to shake down all those fans to find out if you're carrying nips of uh, Mr. Boston on you. The uh, the cheapest beer in the NBA is Cleveland, where they'll charge you $5.78. That's reasonable. That is that is a reasonable but, cost. But, but nobody wants to go to Cleveland. To see the Cavaliers play? Good God, no. Why, no. why would you? Well, that would be... See, I was just talking to somebody about this over the weekend, and I can't remember... Who I think it was some parents or something at a game. Yeah, talking about the how it's cheaper to go, like, like to go see a Red Sox game. You could actually get flight out of Bradley down to Baltimore. Yep. when they play at, at Oriole Park there at Camden Yards. Yeah, Camden Yards when when they play down there, you can get an airfare, a hotel. Food, beer, and everything else for cheaper than a one four hour day, four hour trip to Boston. Yeah. Oh, that's it's ridiculous, and and in yeah. a much and in a much nicer stadium because Camden Yards is awesome, right? And you're you know, and, and the person I was talking to said you're missing out on the the nostalgia of Fenway Park, but if you're if you're just going for the game, you might as well enjoy it that way. So get a load of this: for a family of four to go to a Celtics game, four of the cheapest tickets available: a parking spot, two beers, two sodas, and four hot dogs. That will cost you $536.99. It's ridiculous. I don't know how anybody... I, I, I don't even know how someone can say, you know what, I've got season tickets to the, the Boston Celtics. How do you do that without going broke? Because that's, that's, that's a certain level of... <laughs> That's a certain well, you know, level of, uh, of, of privilege that I, would, I could never uh, ever get to. Think about this. You, you know, remember how sports used to be... You know, whenever you, you see like a like a major star, you know, a sports star, yeah, and they dive into their story about how they became fans and all this stuff, and they'll be like, "Yeah, my dad took me. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, but my dad took me to a, a Red Sox game or a Yankees game or wh- whatever fan you're a fan of, and then and that inspired that kid to become an athlete at some point in his life. Yeah. Well, if you outprice yourself you're only you're only catering to a, a a finite number of people who are able to afford to even go to a game well like i that. i think i think that's absolutely true and, and, I, and I but i also think that you know the reality is is that you <sighs> while the nba can claim listen we're make we're hitting you know, record revenues with everything between you know s- sales merchandise yeah. ticketing and all this stuff you know at a certain point fans just can't participate in this other than to watch it on tv i you know while i would love to go see the celtics play right. this year there ain't no way in hell that i would have right. spent that much money to go and they're not even the most expensive ticket that's not even the most expensive uh cost of, of attending the most expensive cost uh, to attend a game would be the New York Knicks. Same thing, hot dogs, ha- you know, yeah. tickets, all that. Seven hundred and forty-five dollars for a family it's, of four to it's go. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I and you're unless you have the money to spend on something like that. Yeah. 
you're kind of a douche for spending the money on something like that. I feel that that you are. That, that especially and going back to the Taylor Swift thing. You're kind of a douchebag if you spend that much money on a ticket to go see one person. Yeah, while the rest of us got to see it in the movie theaters for like 20 bucks. But see, you know, we're on we're on the poor end of that. It's it's not that we can't that you and I no, wouldn't be able even, to afford the but, tickets to a show, but we're reasonable people and realize th- there's better things to spend your well, money that's, on. Well, that's that's just yeah. it. Even if you had the money, let's I mean let's say yeah. that you you were making like a hundred thousand dollars more than you're making now, right? Okay, which which was which would you know a bl- you know, blow up your salary by at least fifteen times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You you still wouldn't spend that no, kind of money, no. Because I mean, is it possible to get five hundred and thirty six dollars of joy and entertainment out of a basketball game, knowing that that's what it costs you to to go and enjoy yourself in the cheapest seats imaginable? Yeah. No, it's not worth it, and it's certainly not worth a twenty dollar beer. Yeah, I can go and watch basketball and just drink nothing. I'd be perfectly happy with that. Listen, but twenty dollars a beer—that's that's that's, well, that's assaulting. Just like the uh, the uh, the Taylor Swift concert, uh, you can watch it on a big screen somewhere. Go get a pitcher of beer. You can probably get a pitcher of beer for twenty bucks somewhere, yeah. and and have three or four of them out of it than you would be, uh, you know, doing it at a stadium. And, and you're watching it. On a, you have a front row seat, and yeah. you don't have to deal with all that traffic. At least at the at Gillette. Stadium, you can you can tailgate in the parking lot. Yeah, you know, in Boston, you know, yeah, you, you, you there's no place to tailgate. Well, you can tailgate in an alleyway with a couple of hobos. I'm sure they got some sausages cooking on a stick I, somewhere I'm, over a barrel. I'm sure that's true, but I'm, I'm also not convinced that uh, you know there's somebody with a with a keg in the back of his pickup truck in a in a parking garage. No, I wouldn't trust that either. A parking garage, he's paying 75 bucks a night to park it. Well, see, that's the kind of bu- guy you would buy beer from or share beer with. Right. The guy who's got enough money to do all that stuff. Yeah, that ain't me. And it's never going to be me. We went to, when we went to uh, the Patriots, when we went to the Gillette Stadium with Mike Belize years ago, we, you know, they have the best parking spots. Yeah. So we got right, you know, literally a stone's throw to, to, to the entrance that you go in for the bougie seats, right? Yeah. So we're, we're sitting out there, and there's people who, in this parking lot, who have these elaborate setups. Like, oh, you're yeah. talking big screen TV. They're not even going to see the game. They just, they found somebody that they, the one guy was telling me he drove somebody to the game, and this is his reward. Yeah. He gets to, the guy hires him to cook food. <laughs> For, for, you know, he's a rich guy. Yeah. He hires this guy to uh, cook food and put up all these big screens. And they sit out there and they watch some of the game. And then they go into their prudential club seats eventually throughout the rest of the game. And this guy, he goes, I have the best time of sitting out here with all these people in the parking lot. I, I've, I've been to a couple of college football games over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to Virginia Tech. I've been to Notre Dame. I've been to Illinois. I've been to Indiana, you know, uh, University of Wisconsin. I've been to a bunch of college football games in my life. Yeah, the tailgating that goes on at at yeah. those games makes what you see at Gillette Stadium look like yeah. the I don't know the the like the Brimfield Town Fair. I mean, I'm talking about elaborate, huge, you know, tons of dollars spent by corporations and by just normal people, 
And I remember when there was one time a buddy of mine, I have a buddy who was able to get uh, tickets to to, uh, to Notre Dame and Boston College yeah. in South Bend. So we go, and he, the the reason we got in was he was a uh, one of the school photographers, and he was supposed to go inside the stadium and take a couple pictures. We spent almost the entire game in the parking lot because that's where the fun was. There was all kinds of people who never had any intention of going inside the game. Mm-hmm. They were just like you know grilling sides yeah, of cows, yeah, it, and I mean just they were just it, it's it's being part of the experience totally, as opposed to being in the game and watching the game. Finally, in the third quarter, he says. We should probably go in and take a couple pictures. So we went into the game. You know, obviously we we watched none of it. He took like ten pictures and said, "Okay, let's go back out to the parking lot." Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's where the fun is at. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's where all the partying is and, going. And we spent absolutely no money to do that. So if we ever spent nineteen dollars while we were there, it would be for more than one beer. I can tell you that. This uh, person wrote in uh, said, uh, "I've done that many times with the nips sneaking them into the stadium because everybody does that, especially women with the, they make those bras with the with the booze bags in them. Mm-hmm. I would be doing that. Actually, I could probably do that now." You probably Iraq. could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they also said, do you ever hear about these storage facilities by Gillette? People rent those out and tailgate there at the U-store at places. Yeah. Think That's about that. That's actually not a bad idea. A lot, you know, all your grills, all your equipment, so yeah. your refrigeration can all be in there plugged in. Wow. I think this is. Uh, I think that that's something uh, I gotta try. Yeah, absolutely. You think I should rent the used store at place in uh, downtown Springfield when I'm tailgating for the Thunderbirds <laughs> games? I think that's a wonderful idea. Have a, a case of Thunderbirds and a pack of GPC cigarettes for everybody. Perfect. We'll have a damn good that'll time. That'll be a da- that'll be a hell of a party. Yeah, and that's what we need in downtown. This is gonna stop all the car thefts down there. If you make people be out on the streets having a good time, yeah. there's not going to be anybody tra- attempting to steal a car at that time. Who's going to focus on the cars when you when you're making like burgers for everybody? Yeah, when you got scallop uh, uh, bacon wrapped scallops that you're cooking on your smoker right out on Main Street. You got me convinced. I like it. Honest to God, at that price, you you look at what it costs you to go to a Thunderbirds game, and you say, you know what, this makes sense. Well, yeah, go, and, and you go know, to a Bruins game, a Celtics game, a yeah. Patriots game. That maybe that doesn't make as you, much sense. Think about all the people that complain about the concession prices at the Mass Mutual Center. That ain't this is chump change yeah. compared to something you're going to be doing at the Boston Garden. You you ain't never going to pay nineteen dollars eighty seven cents at the Mass Mutual Center for a oh, sixteen ounce beer. Mutiny would be abound. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have uh, is it Screecher Boomer? I can never Boomer remember. Boomer. You'd have Boomer. Uh, just having enough and taking the, finally just taking the mask. You take off that foam rubber head and kick it across show, the street. Yeah, so I'm not doing this anymore for this $19.85. What kind of beer is it too? Schlitz <laughs> for 19.95. That is what kind of beer did they say it was? It doesn't say. It just says of one beer. So my guess is it's you're the not you're cheap not domestic beer. It's the cheapest beer, and I bet you. The high, you know, the fancier beers are probably more than that. Of course, they be. Of course, they would be. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But like you said, you know, somebody is going to be buying it at that price point and still be overserved. Someone's going to have like six to ten of these at a game because they're too stupid to realize they're getting screwed at nineteen dollars and eighty-seven cents. Man, that guy must. You know what? That's the guy. All the ladies are going to go after. The guy who got plowed in a Celtics game, he's got some money. Well, maybe, but I yeah. think there's a lot of women who say, no, I don't think so. Well, he's a hedge fund manager. 
That's the only way to pay for it. It's eight twenty three in Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two. It's eight twenty five with Bax and Nagel in Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast. He's so good at it. You know, between uh, between now and the Mayflower Marathon, we are jammed with events. Like, you will not believe how busy we're going to be in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how busy we're going to be in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you and I are going to be a celebrity bartending at White Lion on November 16th from 6 to 8. Uh, you and I, along with uh, some of your favorite Springfield Thunderbird players, will be pouring beers to raise money for the Mayflower Marathon. A portion of the profits also from the uh, Thunderboom Burgers, uh, Thunderboom Drafts, and uh, cans will be donated to the Open Pantry. It's uh, Thursday, November 16th, 6 to 8 at White Lion, downtown Springfield at Tower Square from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, there you go. It'll be a lot of fun. We are uh, extremely busy. We got uh, the comedy show this week. I got uh, I got uh, this Friday and Saturday is the rescheduled Oktoberfest at the Fort. Okay. And then the week after that... These are all, some of them are related to the marathon, but not, not all of them. All. But then uh, we have uh, the Bright Nights Ball. Bright Nights uh, Ball. We got that Beef Steaks and Bowtie event at beef. the uh, at the fort. Yeah, that's all next week, too. That's all next week. And, and I the, think we're. The bartending thing is the week after that. Yep. And then <laughs> we have a Thunderbirds game on Friday the 17th. Yeah. That we have to attend because that's where we're going to start collecting donations for food. Unbelievable. And then, just, uh, and then we have the Mayflower Marathon, which lasts for two and a half days. And then uh, we have a, a game the night before Thanksgiving that we go to, yeah, uh, Mayflower and, Marathon night. After doing a 52-hour-long broadcast. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we will uh, we'll alert you to any changes and any additional events that pop up. Well, I'm sure our company will reward us with uh, the finest Christmas party trade can buy. They're already on it. Yeah. They're on it, Your Honor. Applebee's is stepping up this year. <laughs> it's 827 to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first. 830 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Student Prince presenting Beefsteak and Bowties November 9th. An epic feast of meats. Details and tickets available at studentprince.com. There's local radio icon, local radio icon Steve Nagel. Did you just say your local Rhode Island icon? I almost did. Yeah, I almost did. I don't I hate know why. Rhode Island. Yeah, you have no idea what you're missing. You and your uh, what is it? The soggy dogs and the Dell's lemonade. Dell's lemonade. Oh, delicious. Say, uh, Mel's lemonade. Whatever. It's the same thing. It's crap. No, it's not. Hey, uh, police are investigating after a man was hit by a car on State Street Friday night. According to the Springfield Police, it happened just before 6.30 p.m. The driver remained on the scene and the pedestrian was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. The crash is now under investigation by the Springfield Police. One person was without a home after a fire in Chicopee Sunday afternoon. According to Fire Captain Katie Collins Cobble, uh, first responders received the 911 call at 1.45 p.m., for a house fire on Mayflower Avenue. When the uh, 22 News crew arrived, they could see multiple fire trucks, pandemics, and police working to put out the fire. Guess what we saw? It was things on fire. We were supposed to go. I thought they were collecting food for people down here. Not the wrong Mayflower. Did you say there were uh, there were pandemics out there? Pandemics. Or paramedics. Oh, did I misspeak and say pandemics? I said it so fast. I probably did say it. Paramedic. I, mean, I just wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't spell check the story and they wrote pandemics no, 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 when no, in no. fact I, they I, meant I, paramedics. I, mis- I misspoke, but I, oh. but, but in true uh, News 22 News crew fashion, 
It looked like a pandemic because they had masks on. Well, they were taking care of that one guy. Uh, the fire started uh, in the kitchen, and it was contained there, and there were no injuries. The fire department was able to rescue five dogs at the home. They mm. were reunited with the owner after the fire. Maybe the dog is the one that started the, the blaze. Could have been. How, how does he like the match without opposable thumbs? You know what? I've seen many videos of this happening where somebody leaves something on the stove. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was somebody that I was somebody that I knew of knew of somebody that had this happened to last year out uh, some I don't know somewhere in like central part of the state. Anyway, the dog jumps up on the stove to grab some of the pizza that's in the box left on the stove, uh-huh. but he also knocks with his paw because they don't have those child dials on the stove, right? Where the stove then ignites. Lights the Ipso Fatso lights the box on fire. Yeah. Who is Ipso and who is Fatso? I always wondered. I don't know, but uh, Fatso is usually the one that leaves the pizza on the stove. Yeah, right. And uh, so Fatso leaves the pizza on the stove, the box goes up in flames, and then the house burns down. And dinner is then ruined. The dog was okay, believe it or not. But it was just like, really? Like, this is the animal can do this. Well, I mean, that's an unfortunate situation when an animal finds a way to start a fire. I, my dog has never done it, uh, but he's not really one of them uh, counter-surfing dogs. So I had to uh, lock mine because my dog turned the gas on the one time. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, it was just enough that when you walked in the house, you're like... You can smell it. Well, at yeah. first you're like, is this a dead animal or something? Like That's what you kind of like. It smells almost like a rotting carcass kind of thing. You know, between uh, you know, him you know, turning the gas off on the stove, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eating through the garbage, uh, you know, knocking over beautiful taxidermy pieces of furniture in your house, yeah. I'm starting to think uh, your dog's got somewhat of an attitude problem. You know what, though? I think it's a lab problem because I was talking to uh, some other parents at a game the other day, and Mm -hmm. uh, they had their dog who was a chocolate lab, and the chocolate lab does all these crazy kind of things. Yeah. Like crazy stuff, chewing this, chewing that. Just, But you know what the problem is? They're just so damn lovable. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. It's like you suspend all of that anger and hate, hatred of what he does because of who he is. Right, Steve, yeah. uh, answer me this. Yeah. Let's say your dog, who is lovable, who you love. Yeah, he's a good dog. Burns down your house. Are you still feeling that same kind of love, or are you always going to look at that dog with a certain level of suspicion? I'm always going to look at him with a certain level of suspicion. The moment uh, the moment that the police or the, uh, the fire investigators say... It was the dog's fault. That's when Listen, the dog and I are going to have a serious talk. And if I wouldn't want anything to happen to the dog. But if by chance he does something mm-hmm. that causes his own demise, I tell him all the time. I'm like, look, buddy, uh, if you get yourself in a situation that I am too uh, frail and shy to mm-hmm. get you out of, yep, I'll see you at the Rainbow Bridge, pal. I'll see you up there. Yeah. yeah. See, I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love my dog. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Lou is a good dog, but um, if he burns the house down, yeah, 
he's going to stand on the corner of our next house for a good long time to think about what he just did. You know, they call him man's best friend, and it's true. Because how many best friends have you had that have done stupid shiznit that would, you know, require hey, the use of uh, you not being friends with them for a while? I'm not proud to say this. I've seen some of my best friends actually drink from a toilet. Oh, really? I have. Uh, and what did the, what did they think? Was it refreshing? No. No, it wasn't. Everything was cracked up to be. It it wasn't that wasn't that good, was it? No, no. it was a, it was probably a big mistake. Uh, Cruz in Springfield helped reunite an animal with its owner on Friday. The animal rescue took place on uh, Mazarin Street after a cat got stuck in a storm drain. Arriving uh, on the scene, firefighters were able to safely uh, reunite uh, Shadow the cat with its owner. Are you telling me there was a wet? Pussy cat in a gutter in Springfield? I have seen more than my share of wet pussy cats in the gutter. B.J. Calvi says, man, that's a wet pussy cat. <laughs> when they pulled it out of the storm drain, even Droopy Monty went, oh, no, somebody's <laughs> pussy cat got wet. Oh, no. Oh, We're no. all out of paper towels. Oh, oh this is not going to be good for the fire department. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyhow. Well, how many other wet pussy cats do you find in a storm drain in Springfield? <laughs> I don't know. 30, 40? But I've seen a lot of very, very difficult things to look at in the gutter. We're having fun this morning. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know why. What, what, usually we're dragging ass on a Monday. Oh, I'm uh, still dragging ass, but at least uh, I'm having fun. Well, we're punch drunk. Is that what they call it when you do that? It's weird when you punch drunk on a Monday, but yes, yeah. it is strange. Uh, Springfield police officers lined up along the sidewalk at Central High School on Roosevelt Avenue Saturday morning to take unneeded or outdated prescription drugs from, re- uh, from residents for proper disposal. Meanwhile, uh, everybody else walking by with the drugs were like, you ain't getting any of these. <laughs> I work hard for these. I said, do you know what? You know how many plows I had to steal off some guy's front lawn to get this heroin? Listen, I've been at this intersection for three days with a cardboard sign. I'm not going to give away my drugs to you people. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of work on those catalytic converters. Yeah, the 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 cutting and the and the the removal and the hauling and the cashback. You're not even giving cash. You're just asking people for drugs. Yeah, okay. I'm getting nothing out of this? Officers, I'm getting nothing in return? Officers accepted the drugs in most cases from the uh, from open windows or briefly stopped cars, which is kind of like a weird, bizarro drug deal going on. A yeah. reverse drug deal. A yeah. cop's not selling it to you. You're just giving, giving it, it to, to the cop. cop. And nothing happens to you. That's a pretty good uh, thing. There were no formalities and no questions were asked. Uh, see, I, I would do it and, like, get a bunch of candy together, like Jolly Ranchers. Say I I just made a bunch of meth. You know, I'm like, here, I, I don't know what to do with this. This was left behind uh, by a buddy of mine who came over who was looking for something to eat, and then, uh, here, you take these. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. that Which after dinner mints and, say, oxys. That would have went along with my Heisenberg costume on Saturday. Was a pretty good one. I gotta say, it was very simple. It was yeah. just a hat, which was way too small for my noggin, but that was what you get for four dollars on Amazon. <laughs> and the uh, and the apron cost me ten bucks. 
that has uh, the Heisenberg image on it. And it says, says let's, let's, let's cook. cook. Yeah. Yeah, and I had the glass. I looked uh, looked great. Did yeah. you see me dancing around to This Is How We Do It? Yeah. Tell Jordan? I did. You're a much better dancer than I thought. Well, I, ju- I just kind of grooving back and forth. To That's all you need to do. You don't uh, need to overdo it. I got over 1,000 views on uh, on uh, TikTok yesterday. Look at you. How about that? Look at you. Just doing the stupidest things. Doesn't matter, Steve. You know, they had uh, there was some guy that came up to me at the Rumble seat the other night and said, yeah, because um, I was playing all this, like, 90s hip-hop stuff and then classic rock and mm-hmm. all that. And the guy goes, could you play Good Riddance by Green Day? <laughs> He was joking because he knows he I knows, hate, hate that, that song. song. He wasn't. He wasn't being serious. No, he wasn't being serious. But uh, I can't believe that we still uh, play that because it doesn't play now. It plays throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, and it doesn't play well. And that scar tissue song by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I successfully got that removed. <laughs> See, I don't really ask. Uh, hey, can we get this removed? Well, what else are we looking at? I'm looking at you, Tom Petty. You won't back down. I'll make you back down. Come on, he's a, he's, a, he's a classic rock artist, that Tom mm. Petty. Uh, a city in Illinois is opening uh, a DMV strictly for elderly people. The Illinois Secretary of State's office is opening a new senior-only driver and motor vehicle service center at the Lorraine H. Morton uh, Civic Center, it announced on Monday. Why? Because these people, what, do most of them die waiting in the regular line at the DMV <laughs> that you're just like, well, you know, we'll bring them here to the uh, the Morton Center, and uh, if they die, then we can just uh, head them out of the back of the ambulance. Yeah, it, it, it's probably best to, you know, make it go quick. These people don't have a lot of time. The well, That's what I'm saying. You're running out of time. You need to get that, uh, you need to get your eye test done. The Skip the Line program, launched on September 1st, is meant to reduce lines at the busiest DMVs in the state by offering an appointment scheduling option. Additionally, the program uh, also includes new call center features meant to assist seniors aged 70 and older by providing the on-the-spot information. And I was asking you this off the air. Did you ever see that Disney movie? Or, or I don't know if it was a Disney movie, but it was an animated movie, Zootopia? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. And... Uh, and and one of the things there is uh, the DMV is is all employed by sloths, so <laughs> everything is just like in real life. Everything is so slow, and it's one of the most frustrating parts of the movie to mm-hmm. watch because it takes forever to get done, but it's hilarious. Right, it's like it's one of the funniest parts of the movie. This is what I'm imagining. Could you yeah. speed it up? At the front of the line, please go now. (laughs) Your uh, Pioneer uh, Valley forecast today is going to be rainy with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. This is Rob Schottin of Steve. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, whenever you uh, miss a part of the Bax and Nagel show, you can always go back and listen to the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sale, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. But I also want to talk about Baxi's musical podcast here for uh, a hot second. Uh, today, I just posted my 200th episode. 200 
episodes. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, dude. Listen, uh, my guest this week is Thomas Walsh, formerly of the band Pugwash. Uh, if you don't know his music, let me tell you something. He is one insanely brilliant songwriter, and uh, as I've said, ain't just me saying this. Uh, guys like Brian Wilson, Ray Davies of the Kinks, Jeff Lynn from ELO, many, many others are big fans of Thomas Walsh. It's amazing power pop. He's from Ireland. Uh, we talked uh, last week. His brand new record is out called The Rest is History. It's one of the best records he's ever put out. And uh, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and rock102.com. Great episode. I'm very proud of it. So make sure you listen to it online when you get a chance. Yeah, that's uh, 200 episodes, man. That's uh, that's that's pretty good. I uh, I have I have nine. See, you're not that far. No, you're not yeah, that I'm far not away. That, I'm not that far off from you. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, effort here and there. You'll be up to 200 in no time. You think I can talk about that for a second? Sure. You wanna? If you want to. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Uh, we get we get memes sent to us all the time. Very insensitive memes. V- horribly Very insensitive offended. memes. Uh, there's a picture uh, of David Schwimmer and uh, 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 what's his name. Uh, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. And uh, it says Schwimmer and non-Schwimmer, labeling uh, both of them. I think it's a highly insensitive. That's yeah. a very offensive meme, and uh, I, I shun you for sending me something like that. Well, that's not even remotely funny, No, Steve. it's not even remotely funny at all, but I don't know why would somebody would do something like that. I don't know. Somebody just sent me a video. Remember when we did the live show a few years ago? I think it was the yeah. first live show, and we had a post party at uh, a post-show party at theodore's someone sent a video of uh, you and i doing karaoke yeah with um uh, oh, max God, tone max tone yeah. yeah when they used to do the live band karaoke which was super cool yeah you'd have a band playing behind you singing karaoke that's like something you, you're not gonna find at a doc's place <laughs> you're probably yeah, right or probably mingle, not gonna see or, that. well mingles you can't get there anymore but but uh, i'm thinking of the only place and then they have that place in west springfield that does uh karaoke yeah jerryogi they still do jerryogi still around i think so i hope so I great know. concept yeah great concept jerryogi yeah yeah but there's a let's see if- oh we were singing all about that bass do we even know if that if that video, if that audio is safe to play on the radio, no, that's, yeah. that's why I decided yeah. to just end it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great performance. Well, <clears> we had uh, all these memories pop up around this time. The live show, we used to do the live show. Yeah, it's probably popping up for you too in your little Facebook. Oh, I'm memories. getting it all over the place. Oh man, we had such a good time then. I actually, had a guy said uh, someone in the building say, "So, what are you going to do? You going to do the, the live show this year?" I'm like, yeah. "Dude, <laughs> not before next the Mayflower year. Marathon. We'll do we it do. next year." Yeah, well, the the problem we had this is what what was made it uh, so you know incredible is that we always did it in October, mm-hmm. and the problem with that is you know three or four weeks later you're doing the Mayflower Marathon. Well, I don't think people realized the amount of effort that it went into that live mm-hmm. show. Yeah, we'll do it again down the road, but it, we're going to do it next year. Yeah, but we're, we're not that's doing part it, of the deal. But we're, we're not doing it during the Mayflower Marathon. No, we're going to do it in October again. Oh. My Come on! What's it? this is what this is? This job is all about is uh, whoring yourself out. I don't mind well, you whoring myself. You do it in the summer when nobody wants to come out. They're I don't all- mind whoring myself out, Steve. That's yeah. not a problem. But you know, it's it's just a you know, it's like you know, how, how much whoring can you? I don't want to do cluster whoring. You can cluster whore. I don't you can know, be a Steve. Cluster whore. I don't know. That's a lot of effort. And it's I, just uh, the two of us. And then we got to find a new venue because I don't think we can go back to that one again. 
You don't think so? I don't think so. I think there was a little issue with uh, the content of our program. Oh, come on. There was nothing wrong with the content. I wish I could tell the joke. That was probably the questionable one. But if you were there, you heard it. Oh, you yeah, heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, heard it. Was, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, was, uh, listen, uh, we, we we have found alternative venues in the past. Maybe we can find an alternative venue again. You should do the Mass Mutual Center. The room off to the side, not yeah, the big oh, I was going yeah, 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 to say, yeah. you know, the, the, uh, the big arena might be a tough sell. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to. We wouldn't. So, well, unless you sold them for a dollar a piece. Please. We could get uh, 8,000 people in there, couldn't we? I don't I don't think so, but uh, you never really It would know. be interesting to see how many tickets we could sell to a place like that. Yeah. I don't think it would be a sellout, but let's just say you had the tickets at like $10 a piece when you have a big giant venue like that. You think you could fill a Mass Mutual Center with $10 a piece tickets for us? I don't know. Because that last not. venue was what, 900 to 1,000 seats? Yeah. Think that's what it was? 800. It was 800. That's it. Yes, and we were at like seven hundred, I think. That yeah, we fill. We think it was a little because hundred. city because city stage. Yeah, uh, was like f- just under five hundred, four hundred and eighty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't know. Well, I know we could something do to it. consider it. Something definitely to consider. We could definitely do it. Oh yeah, bring back the phony phone crank calls <laughs> and the celebrity hotlines, oh, and think- people will be flocking to the Mass Mutual Center. We could do. Uh, Quite a lot of inside jokes that only you listeners would understand. Did you know it used to be called the Civic Center? <laughs> no, do tell. It reminds me of the War Memorial <laughs> up in Syracuse. Yeah, no, I don't even should... like wearing my Orangeman stuff anymore. <laughs> it was like totally ruined for me. Like, yeah, I, I used you're gonna to... have to get that Jim Beheim I... tattoo removed. I little pride you know coming from an area like that where basketball was huge and i'd get into the college basketball i'd go watch the games with friends and sure. things like that when they were obviously cheap not anymore but uh, i would do all that and i got into it and then uh then i meet some you just meet somebody in your life that just ruins everything for you no steve i don't have any any uh any experience it's a, in that it's, a, it's like going into a marriage thinking this is gonna be pretty good and then Within a week, you're like, no, it's not. Made a terrible mistake. Yes, what happened? (laughs) It's just about 8.57 at Rock 102.